I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hey there, you've tuned in to Everything Bagels on 88.7 The Bay or MuskokaRadio.com. Winner of the Kareen Burns Best Talk Show Award, Everything Bagels is eclectic and gluten-free. It's a show about anything and everything, perhaps even bagels. Guests include alternative health practitioners, artists, bakers, canoe builders and canoeists, composers and musicians, jewelers, photographers, writers, and anyone else I find interesting. I'm Jenny Cressman, your host for the next half hour. I enjoy chatting with interesting people, and I hope you'll enjoy my show. Here we go. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Everything Bagels. This time I have two interesting guests, two, two for the price of one in my studio today, <laughs> and they are Taylor and Katie Martin. Welcome, you two. Hello, Thank thanks you. for having us. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. glad to have you here. <laughs> and to learn more about you and how you ended up coming to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start there? Who yeah, wants to sure. go first? <laughs> we, uh, yeah, where to start with that? Um Basically, well, Katie grew up in Gravenhurst. Yes. Um, So I'm very familiar with the Muskoka area. Mm -hmm. And then my family's had a cottage on Muskoka forever. And so I spent all my summers up here. And then when I started working, I got landscaping jobs and things up here. And then it was through that where um, I worked with a mutual friend of Katie's. And then Mm -hmm. she decided that we would be a good pair and she tried to match us up. Yes, Ah. we were set up. Okay. (laughs) Successfully in the end. Well, yes, that's great. That's great. And then you ended up coming back to a place where you both knew the lay of the land, as it were. Exactly. So that was like 11 years ago now, which is crazy how time flies. But um, 11 years ago that you got together. Yeah, yeah, that we met and got together. Yeah. And then um, there's been a lot of life in between that. Uh-huh. Um, and so Katie was down in St. Catharines at school and I was out in Halifax at Dalhousie at school. So it was long okay. distance for a bit. Yeah. Yep. And then it came up as an opportunity for me to move to New Zealand for yes. studying chiropractic. Wow. And I basically said, I'm coming with you because it's New Zealand. So it was Okay. So you were studying Dalhousie at chiropractic there. So yeah. at Dalhousie, I did kinesiology. So kinesiology a, yeah, bachelor of science okay. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in between that, I was working as a personal trainer for a bit. Okay. With the intention of going to chiropractic college. Yeah. And so then as I was meeting different chiropractors and shadowing them and talking to them about the process of becoming one. Mm-hmm the opportunity came up that I was accepted to New Zealand and I kind of asked around, you know, between choice A and B, what do I do? Yeah. And the three or four of them all said, if you can go to New Zealand, do it. Yeah. And so (laughs) then it was a pretty quick turnaround because it was after I got accepted, it was about four or five months before the semester started. Okay. So it was a pretty quick turnaround where I kind of said to Katie, this, this is what I'm doing. I'd love for you to come with me. And then and, and uh, was that your proposal? He did invite me, did he? <laughs> I, I think it was a little bit more eloquent than that, but um, well, that's kind of how yeah. I remember it. Is that this is my life path, and I'd love for you to be with me on it. But uh, if nice. not, then yeah. you know we'll see where we not go. Not sure that was the wording at twenty years old, but. <laughs> studying at that time, Katie? Um, I was, I was studying to be a teacher. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And specifically, um, a physical education teacher. So was Related doing a bit then. of the yeah. kinesiology background as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I heard that it was quite easy to get a job in New Zealand for teaching cause they really needed teachers. Oh. Um, so I was like, you know what, this might be a great opportunity for me as well and mm-hmm. expand my, um, teaching 
background and whatnot. And, and it was. So I was able to teach over there for five years as well. So yeah, wow. you had your own could. classroom for three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Great I did experience. for the first two years and then had a classroom for the three, three years after that. Yeah. Okay. So you were in New Zealand for five years in total? Yeah. Five and like a half. Five and a half. Just yeah. over yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. And which part of New Zealand? So the Cairo Practic College is in Auckland, mm-hmm. okay. so in Mount, then, in Mount Wellington. So mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. basically the biggest, well, it's the biggest city of the North Island. Okay, um, and it's yeah, kind it's, of the equivalent of Toronto, like yeah. how Ottawa is the parliamentary oh. capter, mm-hmm. uh, capital. There's mm-hmm. Wellington in New Zealand, but okay. then Auckland is kind of the financial hub in the biggest city. Yeah, oh, okay. where a lot of people okay. live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good analogy then. Yeah. yeah. So then you came back, and where yeah. did you end up in Canada when you returned? So it was kind of a uh, a bit of a process because COVID happened oh, and yeah. all of a sudden the world became very big because you couldn't make it home within a day. It mm. was a process of getting flights and they were getting canceled <sighs> and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. things were happening. Mm-hmm. So that sped up our process of thinking of going home because yeah. we mm-hmm. almost stayed and got our PR, our permanent residency in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. But then life choices kind of led us coming back to Canada a little bit earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we ended up at Taylor's Cottage. Yeah. And luckily they so, have a cabin out there that we could have a little kitchenette and have our own space, okay. which was perfect. Yeah, so we quarantined and in we the cabin at the cottage. There. So yeah. that, that was pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. And it in was that the right time, time of year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah, it was about May or June that we got back. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And during that time, we were kind of debating where we wanted to live and mm-hmm. where we wanted to maybe open up a practice. And we both had realized, like, I grew up in Gravenhurst. I know Gravenhurst. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that kind of thing. Taylor knows Bracebridge really well because that's where his cottage was. Yeah. Okay. So then we're like, what Muskoka, about Huntsville? So. We both don't really know Huntsville uh-huh. or yeah, um, it's the kind community of neutral here. Ground for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. both were like, let's, yeah, check out Huntsville area and see what there is out there and what's to offer. And yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So then that we... kind of became the process of I just looked up on Google Maps what chiropractors were there. Uh-huh. And I just kind of systematically started reaching out, emailing them mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'd love to take you out for a coffee. I'm a chiropractor. I might be practicing or starting something here. Mm-hmm. And um, I only got kind of a third of the way through the list before I met uh, Dr. Doug Newdorf. Yeah. And then uh-huh. that's where kind of our whole new phase kicked off. Yeah. Okay. It was legitimately perfect timing because we were yeah. like, oh, should we open up our own practice that will take a few years to just really mm-hmm. get it rolling on the uh-huh. ground? But meeting uh, Doug, that was a whole new perspective of, oh, we could, you know, take over a practice. Right, because he was already, one. he was planning to leave the area already exactly. at that time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when I got a response from him, there, the subject heading of the email was practice mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. instead of just nice. a coffee. So then yeah. it's, uh, I immediately was intrigued. Yeah. And okay. then, so it was a couple of months process of getting to know him and seeing whether it was a viable option. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're here two and a half really years connected. later and it, yeah. it worked yeah. out really well. Yeah. Yeah. You connected very well, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Even though I think you have different styles of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the approach of it and how we, um, look after our patients, uh, differs. Mm-hmm. But at the base philosophy of looking after people's health and communicating that it's a long-term process of health instead yeah. of just the quick fix, yes, that was a very attractive thing to me because when you run an acute-based practice, you're turning through new patients over and over again because once they're well, you know, they're mm-hmm. off to the world and then you, whether you see them again or you don't mm-hmm. Yeah. versus a wellness-based practice where you're actually looking after their overall health and well-being. Mm-hmm. then that's a long-term thing where you actually build a culture around your practice and yeah. you don't have to retrain the entire practice that's already existed. 
Yeah. So the retention was actually really good, which yeah. is what you hope for when you take over a practice. Yes, absolutely. Because otherwise you're just buying assets and yeah. then you've got to start over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So my experience of both of you is that you, you do have different styles, but the same philosophy, like you mm-hmm. said, of, of the wellness model. But tell me more specifically about some of the different types of uh, physical practice in, in doing the adjustments. I think you were explaining in your in your office, because, you know, full disclaimer, I'm his patient too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, it, uh, the difference, the primary difference is function versus structure. Yeah, well, so that kind of comes down to the philosophy of how you approach what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the base idea of chiropractic is to get the nervous system firing on all cylinders and mm-hmm. be as optimal as it can. Mm-hmm. And so then it depends on how what the practitioner connects with and how to approach that. Mm-hmm. And um, just as the example, um, Dr. Newdorf was um, very structural based. Um, so looking at the structure of the curve and how the the back um, is formed, I guess, uh, where the functional aspect is looking at areas that are struggling at that moment and helping them function better. And then through that, the nervous system is able to self-regulate and kind of allow the body to function at a higher um, level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the physical application of it, um, that's something that I get a lot of questions, queries, and almost worries about. Because with TikTok and Instagram, a lot of chiropractors online, they're doing fairly extreme adjustments. And there's mm. a lot of clicking and cracking that sometimes make people unnerved about going to see a chiropractor because mm-hmm. they don't want to be just thrown on a table and racked and cracked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's a conversation I have with a lot of people on the first visit is that there's a whole bunch of different ways to adjust people, mm-hmm. whether it's by hand, the manual adjustments with the click and the crack, um, whether it's using the table where it's got drop pieces, whether it's using tools like an activator or mm-hmm. an adjuster, mm-hmm. um, or even the decompression table. Uh, so if you're nervous about having that physical aspect of chiropractic, um, I'm very much into, we kind of joke that we've specialized in newbies, Yeah, right? Yeah. People who have never been to a chiropractor and yeah. they're a little bit nervous and they just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, we love we, it. We love I, taking them under our wing. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of within five or six visits there, you know, we've built a rapport and the guards down and some people who have said, I'll never let you touch my neck. You know, they're totally lying down on the table and say, do what you need to do because yeah. I feel Go better. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my experience with chiropractic isn't not just with you and Dr. Doug, but various other chiropractors in this area and other areas over the years. Mm-hmm. And I would say that your technique is a lot more gentle than mm-hmm. a lot of them I've been to. And I didn't mind the crack and pop. I thought that was fine because my back kind of does that on its own sometimes anyway. So it seemed normal to me. Right. Yeah. But the activator that you use and the the moves that you use to help my back function better, um, I would say are, are not not invasive, but more, much just much more gentle, mm-hmm. you know, than a lot of other chiropractic techniques I've experienced, which are you right. know, also effective. But certainly mm-hmm. for newbies, you're right that mm-hmm. it's a good general approach for people. And exactly. it's uh, it's one of the great things, but also sometimes frustrating things about chiropractic is that every person is very unique and individual. And mm-hmm. so then their um, the approach that you need to take with them is also going to be unique and individual. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, well, yeah. on that unique and individual thought, we're going to stop right there, and we'll come back after these commercial breaks. 
I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Everything Bagels with me, your host, Jenny Cressman, and my guest today, Taylor and Katie Martin. So I would like you, my loyal listeners, to do a little visualization with me for a change. Imagine yourself in a dimly lit room, strapped to a table. You're not into bondage. What are you doing? Okay, Taylor and Katie, you know the answer to that question. <laughs> what a lead in. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you go? Um, so it sounds like you're talking about um, spinal decompression. Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Two points for you. So um, spinal decompression is uh, an aspect of the treatment that we have at our office. Mm -hmm. um, so we have two tables. And what it is, is kind of what it sounds like, is decompressing the spine. Mm -hmm. So what it's uh, what it was made for and most applicable for are disc injuries. Mm -hmm. So you've probably had someone in your family or yourself that have had the classic quote unquote slipped disc. Mm. Um, and it's terrible. It mm -hmm. um, totally interferes with your daily life, debilitates you, um, takes you away from work, your family. Mm -hmm. Um, and so decompression is something that helps alleviate the symptoms of that. It can take some time because it is a nasty injury, depending on how severe it is. But the decompression table, it focuses on applying traction and decompression to the structures of the spine, mm -hmm. the discs mostly, but also the musculature and the ligaments around it. Because a disc herniation is basically the uh, material, material of the disc goes into the spinal column or impinges on the nerve. And that can create a lot of shooting pain going down into the leg or even if it's in the neck down into the arm. Mm -hmm. And so it applies the traction force to take the pressure off of the disc and create a little bit of space for the nerve to operate without being impinged. Mm -hmm. So the people are strapped to the table quite literally mm -hmm. and, and strapped <laughs> depending on where the problem disc is located, whether it's the neck or the lower back. Yeah, yeah so was. it's yeah. far less medieval than a, uh, than a rack might sound. It's a very cushy table and you've got a pillow yeah. and there's music playing and things, but right. um, generally people will be on the table between 12 and, 15, uh, 12 and 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And and there's a strap that goes basically around your belt line mm -hmm. and then another strap that goes around your lower ribs. Mm -hmm. So it really focuses the decompression on your lumbar spine. Um, and then you have the cervical one too. That's yes. And there's the, the cervical one that there's almost, yeah. there's a little stirrup or a strap that goes around the base of your skull. Mm -hmm. And the idea is it oscillates. So it creates tension and you put the um, amount of poundage that you want the tension to create into the computer. And then it goes through a series of cycles where it builds up to that maximum tension and then it eases off by a third or a half. Yeah. And then it builds up again. So it's almost like an accordion where you're creating a pump so fluids can shift and the discs and the muscles can relax. And it's uh, in terms of the muscles, I almost call it like a common enemy. Like mm. all the muscles are fighting against a certain tension and all of a sudden they get to relax. Okay. And so it's great for, for muscle spasms as well. Yeah. Well, I've experienced both the, the neck and the, the lower back, although my problems are more in the lower back. Mm -hmm. When I started decompression therapy on the table, um, 
I had a compressed disc. And if you think of a disc as a marshmallow, just explaining this more for the listeners, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If your disc is like a marshmallow, you can squish the marshmallow down. My marshmallow was about half or less than what it should have been. Mm -hmm. So after the first round of decompression therapy, and this was with Doug, I started to have a little bit of a reactivity because it had been compressed since I was about 16. Wow. When I had an injury that wasn't diagnosed properly. And so I, okay, I have a few decades in between now and my teen years. <laughs> and so it, it had been a problem for a long time. And then I had started getting into different forms of chiropractic within the last 10 years. And they just weren't really working for me. And so I was glad to be able to try the decompression therapy. But then my back was a bit reactive. So we stopped mm-hmm. for a month or two and went back for a second round. And in the second round, I had a lot more improvement. Mm -hmm. And my marshmallow came up to about two-thirds to three-quarters of what it should be. So (laughs) I am greatly relieved. Yes. (laughs) And now I just come in for tune-up every now and then. Yeah, well, and that was something that we were talking about in our last appointment was Mm -hmm. um, kind of the resilience of the tissue, Mm -hmm. right? It's uh, If someone's coming in and they're very acute, you know, if you... Poke Acute, at- not cute. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Okay, we're talking about me again. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. But um, if you start doing a whole bunch of different therapies, then yep. the body isn't quite in a state where it's able mm-hmm. to integrate that and yeah. actually benefit from it. You're almost stirring the pot and you're going to make all the tissues a little bit more angry. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you say it's kind of more reactive. Right. Um, so that's where it's up to the doctor's uh, opinion whether it's you know, how much tension is, whether it's time for the table or there's a little bit more of rehab work that needs to be done before it's applied. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just on an independent basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I certainly think it's it's worth giving a try Uh, for people who are nervous about it. It's actually very gentle. You don't realize that you're being stretched as much as you actually are. Yeah. 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 We've had quite a few success, big success stories too. There's a big range. You know, some people, they only go on for 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Others that have a little bit more resilience and muscle in their back, they go up to, I think our... Our office record is 98 pounds or something. Yeah. Wow. So wow. It, Holy uh, moly. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. then it just depends. Okay. Yeah. And so this is one thing that you are very involved with. And I assume at some point you'll probably give little talks and educational things about perhaps decompression in particular. Yeah. Well, before when I was mentioning uh, kind of involving the patient and getting Mm -hmm. them educated on the process, um, in my previous practice, it was part of our. Um, weekly thing where we would invite new patients and friends and family or even older patients that wanted to re-up on it Mm -hmm. to an educational talk about 20 or 30 minutes just describing what chiropractic is what you can do outside of the office to help um, gain more benefits from the treatment that we're delivering Mm -hmm. and so that's something that I haven't started yet but uh, we've been very busy in the past two years so it feels like we're uh, still getting our feet under us a little bit with uh, all the projects that we want to get underway. Mm -hmm. Well sure I mean you move here take over a practice and then move the practice to a different location (laughs) you're now located at Uh, 78 King William Street uh, Starbucks is a, a great land Mark, so we're right, yeah, beside, we're right it. beside it. Yeah, just don't use the same driveway. <laughs> no, yes. yes, we're separate. So. Yeah, so after you get your drive through, then you just turn right and turn right again, and you're there. And you're yeah. there. Exactly. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. And, and that new location is actually very convenient and lovely, and you have a space for kids yes. and a dog bed. Your, yes. Your office uh, manager, I think, is oh, named yeah. Puma. Yes, he's the real <laughs> boss. Yes. Yeah. Where did that name come from? Well, it's a great question. Well, um, in New Zealand, they actually call their sweet potatoes kumaras 
<laughs> and so we thought he was kind of, he's a red lab. So kind of the same color as a sweet potato. And I just figure he's a potato. And he's and, sweet. Uh, he's very yeah, sweet. He's very sweet. Call him Kuma for short. So yeah, people love him. He gets the most treats that uh, yeah, any of us spoiled. receive. He gets spoiled every day. It's great. Was, so yeah, he's like a dog therapy sort he, of creature. Yep. And, he absolutely. comes and gives everyone a sniff when they come in. And then, you know, yeah. if they're the chosen one, then he rolls over for a belly rub. And- yeah. <laughs> he's really thankful. Um, Starbucks is right beside us because Papuccinos are his new favorite thing that people are bringing in. Well, so. okay. He can't have too many. Yeah. And then he's probably very happy to have kids come in too when oh, the parents yes. are getting adjustments. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Kids playing games with him and giving him just little hugs and he loves he loves the smell of newborns too. So he'll just oh, go up and lick their hands yeah, and their whether it's faces. crumbs or some food or oh, something yeah. or just the smell of them. We yeah, don't know. He knows yeah. to just protect them and give them little sniffs and okay. yeah, it's so been it's really very fun. family and pet friendly. Do you have very other people bringing origin. dogs in at all? Yeah. Not uh, <laughs> not for staying, but there's people who are, ex- you know, they want them to meet Kuma and yeah. we kind of pick an appropriate time. We don't want yeah. a high time where there's people in and out. Right. If it's kind right. of the end of shift or at lunch, yeah. then they kind of bring in their dog just to, so we can meet them because they always love sharing photos too. Absolutely. So it's, sure. it's kind of part of building the culture of it. It's yeah. uh, it's really nice having a wellness based practice where people feel comfortable Everyone. coming in and yeah. you know when you're treating new moms they always feel stressed about bringing their kids somewhere so then yeah. if uh, Katie or Linda are able to help out and just watch them while the mom can get treated oh, or yes. yeah it's uh, it's really nice having a space where people feel safe to come in and just Bring feel their better whole family yeah. So it's Family it's quite oriented. a team environment that you have there. The two of you plus Linda, mm-hmm. who has been in the practice essentially longer than you guys have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. She's yeah, a pillar like of it. It's, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> so she was working with Doug, the previous chiropractor, for, yeah, yeah since 2004, I think. Yeah. And uh-huh. so she was invaluable in keeping on because she mm-hmm. just knew everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah, I didn't absolutely. know the patients. And so... We Someone so would call in and she, she would give me a little background on just their life. And so I knew sure. what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they would walk in and go, oh, Linda, you're still here. Yes. And it's just yeah. kind of that level yeah. of familiarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you're getting to know a lot of other people through uh, what you're doing in your off hours. Both of you are on different teams. We have just a couple minutes left, actually one minute. You want to quickly <laughs> tell us what teams you're on? Yeah, you want to? Yeah, I'm on the um, Muskoka Women's Hockey League that's right out of Baysville. Ah. So we play um, every Sunday between... Your games are either between 10 and 3. Um, so that's been really great, really connecting with a lot of women around Muskoka and and just really fun being involved that way. Mm-hmm. And Taylor's. And then yeah. I'm in the Open Sportsman League, so play during the week, and I'm on Spy Lightning. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I play during uh, just on Sundays for a kind of an open chinny game. Mm-hmm. So okay, it was nice finding some hockey. Yeah. Well, getting to know the community in different ways, and then if the community wants to get to know you, they can go to your website. Do you want to give us the website? Algonquinchiropractic.com. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. It came with the practice. So. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And you're on Facebook a bit too. I think you're probably going to be upping your presence there soon, right, Yes, Katie? absolutely we are. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for coming in and chatting with me today on Everything Bagels. Well, thanks thank for having you, us. Thank you, Jenny. Yeah. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything Bagels. This show airs every other Sunday on 88.7 The Bay and is available shortly thereafter in podcast format. Podcast archives can be found on the station's website, muskokaradio.com, 
where you can also listen live. I regularly post show reminders and links on Facebook, as well as photos of guests. Look for author Jenny Cressman and follow me around. If you know someone who might make an interesting guest, please send me your suggestion via private message on Facebook. Everything Bagels will be back again in two weeks. Meanwhile, have a bagel and enjoy everything you can. <laughs>